0: Hi, this is Steve Hargadon, and welcome to the Future of Education. This is actually sort of a special Classroom 2.0 Future of Education show on Ning and Pearson and their new educational network program. It is Monday, July 19th, 2010, and welcome both to Derek and Steve.
1: Steve, thank you for having us.
0: Absolutely.
2: Thank you,
0: Steve. Okay, so in a bit of irony, the show is sponsored by Illuminate, my employer, and our Learn Central social network. We're not going to do any plugging for that, because tonight is about Ning. But I do have to make, I have to recognize learncentral.org. We've announced our global education conference, multiple time zones, multiple languages, multiple tracks, and all for free in November, globaleducationconference.com. This should be a lot of fun. Lucy Gray and I are going to do some heavy-duty planning this week, and there should be more news coming up on the future of education uh, next or tomorrow night. James Bach on the secrets of a Buccaneer Scholar. This is the son of Richard Bach, who wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull. He's written a book about being an independent learner and success in life. Very interesting book. Well, well worth the time. I hope tomorrow. Next week, we'll be looking at alternative educational networking platforms. We'll talk to Lawrence Peters about global education. And we'll talk to Sam Chaltrain on democratic learning communities. So hope hope something in that series of sessions coming up is appealing to you. If you've missed the session, we have had a lot of fun ones lately. Graham Glass spoke about EBU 2.0 last week. Nuru Kosla about the Open Textbook Initiative CK12, Ted Koldary on Teachers as Partners, Heidi Hayes Jacobs, lots of fun events all recorded and at futureofeducation.com. If this is your first time in Illuminate, it is a participative environment. We hope that you will find ways to participate. You can do so uh, in, in a very simple fashion by clicking on the emoticons at the bottom of the participant window, a smiley face or a clapping hand or a confused look or a thumbs down. Um, you can also, if you'd like, switch your layout. It makes it a little bit easier to see everything if you go up to View, Layouts, and choose the Wide Layout. When you put a note in the chat, do be aware that uh, it's seen by everybody. Even if you send a private note, the moderators do see that. And so Derek and Steve and I are moderators, so just know that if you send a private note to someone else using the dropdown box, we do see it. We're going to give you your first opportunity to participate by clicking on the laser pointer to the left of the map, the wand with the red star at the end, and clicking on the map to let us know where you're listening from. You can also shout out in the chat, as many of you have done already, So fun, India, looks like uh, Japan, Australia, South America, North America, Canada, Alaska, wherever you're listening from. We're sure glad to have you. And if you're listening to the recording later, thanks for doing so. Okay, we're going to move right along here. So uh, this is a fun night for me. I think uh, we're we're seeing just such dramatic changes in the landscape of educational technology, and certainly in the area of social networking. I don't have direct ties to either Ning or Pearson anymore, but I did work for Ning. I did consulting work for Ning for 18 months, so I need to make sure that I've disclosed that. Um, And of course, I think Pearson has relationships with my employer, Illuminate, but none that I'm directly involved in. So uh, this is just an exploratory meeting, because there's a big day tomorrow at NING, and we thought we'd give you a chance, um, Steve and Derek, to talk about that, and also to field questions from the audience. So uh, Derek, let's start with you. Can you give us a quick overview of your role at NING?
1: Ship, Steve, you got me? Loud and clear. Wonderful, and um, thank you again for having us. We're, uh, we're grateful for the opportunity to talk about NING and talk about our partnership with Pearson and um, all the number, uh, the numerous rather, uh, educators that uh, participate uh, in Educators 2.0. Um, it is an exciting time at NING, uh, and actually tomorrow, we will actually officially start uh, our conversion to our subscriber our subscriber plans uh, and um, you know, it, just a tremendous amount of work has gone into the last 60 to 75 days in helping us reprioritize our business and frankly take a tremendous amount of focus that uh, we've had previously and put it directly into our subscriber business and the features and numerous things that we get uh, from so many of you and our creator communities, our developer communities, and really just refocusing our efforts against those things that make the Ning service so valuable to you and all the number of members that you serve within your individual communities. So it is an exciting day, um, and I'm happy to go into uh, any of the plan offerings or, or describe anything. Steve, as you see fit, I know there's a number of the Uh, various NCs communicate with you on a consistent basis and I'm happy to uh, certainly don't want to make this a Ning infomercial but uh, certainly want to be, if I can, a a point of clarity. Specifically with regard to me, uh, I've been with the company and managed the business development and partner programs for the company as as we're expanding and exploring all types of relationships with the company in terms of product development. Uh, partnership development such as this with Pearson uh, as well as a handful of special projects uh, that I work on for Jason Rosenthal, our CEO.
0: Okay, so just sort of to set the context, uh, Ning started uh, offering social networking services to build your own social networking services about three and a half years ago. Uh, I know classroom 2.0 was one of the early users of that service. And you, you were working on a freemium model, some amount of networks for free for advertising revenue. And, and the, you know, the general sense I'm getting is that didn't really work in terms of creating the kind of revenue you needed. So you've moved to an all-pay plan, right, a Three with three tiers. Um, and so uh, starting tomorrow, I think you're down for a couple of hours to making the conversion. I'm sure you're going to be contacting everybody. And then people have a month to make a choice about what they're going to do, right?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, the, the company... Um, you know, basically had achieved a scale, Steve, where, you know, we really found ourselves from a resource standpoint getting consistently, um, you know, strapped with regard to the number of things that we wanted to do to serve our communities, but at the, t- at the same time, you know, a number of those things were, were, were resource constrained with regard to a number of the things that I know that your communities are super familiar with with regard to spam spam abuses and uh, some mean community behavior issues that we wanted to make sure and sort of address. And the previous model and the freemium model, uh, there are certainly a number of merits to it, uh, but we felt like that ultimately when we got down to what we were doing really well as a company and what we felt like was consistent feedback that we were getting from our NCs, we felt like that there was going to be a greater need for us to accelerate growth and development around uh, the things that were going to be, um, you know, core to what we were really good at, which we felt like were delivering the best social, social networking experiences for so many of those people, like those people in your um, community here tonight, to be able to accelerate. And, and, and frankly, uh, we felt like that the advertising, in many cases, was disruptive because the, the the context of that advertising was not controlled by those communities, was not able to be moderated or, or really influenced unless there was an additional pre, premium service that was purchased on top of that. Uh, and, and ultimately we felt like that there were a number of other monetization things that we could do that could ultimately benefit different types of RNCs because there are certainly across the, you know, 300,000 plus active meeting networks today, there's still, you know, a vast array of different objectives and um, goals that each one of those communities and their creators have within those communities. And so we just felt it was really important to, 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 to really focus on the core of our business. Uh, and in doing so, we felt like that there was going to need to be uh, a, a, a change in the business model to the subscription model. We did a lot of careful analysis around the different types of users and types of communities based on activity, based on member size, based on the utilities that they used to try to arrange into a subscription model that we felt like gave us an opportunity to, within three different categories, still serve the overwhelming vast majority of our customers.
0: Okay, so I know that you're sensitive to wanting to move on to the Pearson sponsorship. But, but again, I think they're, they're the, this audience knows Ning after three and a half years, and, uh, and, and we, we won't dwell too much longer on this. But I am kind of curious, one of the immediate reactions that I've heard from people has been, how will you generate the kind of experimentation and the adoption of Ning without the initial free option? And, and I'm sure you've thought about that. And and you want to speak to that and to maybe to any other reactions that people are having to the announcement?
1: Well, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm not sure that I totally understand the question, but with regard to experimentation, I do know that it's something that from uh, all the way from the from the highest levels in the company in terms of our product development uh, leadership as well as, you know, uh, Jason Rosenthal, our CEO, getting involved in testing environments and understanding the different ways that our creators are using the product is super important. And I think that they're, that we plan on having some announcements with regard to those tools and functionalities. Uh, I, I think in the very near term that that's going to make people uh, fairly pleased. I, I think, you know, we certainly have consistently as a company, you know, gauged a number of the fee- feedback forms that we've, you know, view on a pretty consistent basis from the initial announcement all the way through till tomorrow. And I think, you know, pretty much what we've sort of, Um, tried to do is make sure that we're an active and listening participant within those conversations and much like why we're here today uh, we, I believe, have been trying to address different features different functionality, different business issues and uh, trying to address those for our communities because we absolutely value the feedback of those communities and giving us guidance on the feature sets and the tools and the things that they feel like that they need to do to continue to grow and prosper those communities.
0: Okay, so thanks, Derek. We we are getting very specific questions in the chat, some of which I think are on that. I'll put that link in again on the pricing so you can see and are answered there. Rather than disrupt the flow right now, I want to get to Steve. Uh, If you've got a question that doesn't get answered in the next 15 to 20 minutes, please hang on to it and we'll let you raise your hand or put it in the chat again. Okay, so Steve, Uh, Sort of the uh, the best characterization of Pearson at this point in time would be kind of a white knight riding in and rescuing the educator networks. So uh, Pearson isn't always known for being the white knight. I mean, uh, you know, large commercial companies in the education environment do get a lot of positive and negative feedback, as as I'm now experiencing with Illuminate being bought by Blackboard. What's the what's the plan here, what are the goals, and what can you say that will help people to understand the motivation of Pearson to be involved in this way?
2: Thank you, Steve, and uh, it's uh, very good to be here. Uh, just in terms of my role, I'm uh, the Chief Marketing Officer for our curriculum group. Um, so to answer the two components of your question, one is, we see this, uh, and this 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 particular relationship with Ning is a sponsorship deal, and the purpose of uh, the purpose is one of the major components of this is to preserve continuity for the for the Ning networks and to keep it free, and by uh, engaging with the um, in, by engaging with the um, um, th- this particular uh, um, sponsorship. Uh, we're, we're able to do that for, uh, for for Ning networks, and we feel really good about that. But the the net of it is that the ultimate uh, business relationship, the ultimate connectivity, is going to still continue to be between uh, between the uh, the network creator and with and with Ning. Um, by the way, before I keep going, am I, am I transmitting effectively? You're great. Okay, great. Um, the so, Steve, the other question that you asked is, why are we doing this? What is Pearson's motivation? And there really are three core components uh, to the answer to that question. One is, we, you know, very, uh, very, very honestly, we like the idea of associating our brand with your networks. Uh, we think that uh, we think that it's it's, a, it's it's quality dialogue, quality engagement. And we generally would love to be associated with that. That's number one. Number two, and more important, is we're doing this to learn. You know, there's an old saying: "See first to understand, then to be understood." That's what we're talking about here. We uh, love the idea of being able to uh, get closer to people who are close to the kids, and uh, and and. Just understand the rhythms of the dialogue, and, and uh, we feel like our um, uh, our participating in this deal will enable us to do that, and will enable us to get smarter uh, about education, and that's a, that's, a, that's 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 an incredibly strong motivation for us. The third area, and it perhaps is an area that uh, that people want to talk about. Is to what extent does, Pe- does Pearson want to engage in the dialogue yet? Yeah, because that is actually, you know, we do, that 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 is we'll have the opportunity to do so as part of our as part of our deal with Ning. But with that said, it, 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 I think it's fair to say that while this is our first real foray into social media, we understand the core idea that. It's about the value you provide. It's not about the products that you try to sell, and it's not about your own agenda. It's really about your agenda. It's really about what you want to talk about. And over time, if there's ways, potentially, that Pearson can add value to that, then we will. But the operative assumption here is that we're going to be focused on adding value in the way you define it. And I think the way, especially in the beginning, that that will, uh, that will take place is, number one, you know, of course this is an opt-in program. So, um, so, so people have the opportunity to either be part of the sponsorship or if they choose to continue the network outside of the scope of the sponsorship, they can choose that option as well. But beyond that, if people choose to, to participate in this network, and we hope they, get in this uh, sponsorship, uh, and we hope everyone does, uh, beyond that, if there are network creators that um, that uh, um, have a real problem with us participating down the road a year or two, well then we want to know that, and 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 my bias would be to respect that. So uh, again, I think I think it's all about providing value, and uh, and and doing so in a way that, that you would consider valuable, not not so much we would consider valuable. So again, three motivations. Associating our, associating our brand with something really good, learning a lot, and um, and, and eventually uh, providing the ability to constructively add value. So at least from where I sit, uh, you know,
0: I, I find those pretty compelling answers. I think that we, we're watching larger societal shifts, really, that relate to the importance of moving from a kind of top-down creation and mandating of programs to Kind of uh, throwing things out, letting users tell you how they feel about them, iterating, experimenting, you know, improving and then coming back. Um, why don't you describe uh, w- what the actual offer is from Pearson, that, you know who qualifies and um, and then give us a sense of how people have responded so far?
2: So I'll start that, and then I'm going to turn it over to Derek. Okay? Um, you know, we've heard only through our informal channels a very um, enthusiastic reception um, from, uh, from 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 uh, from the Ning communi- from the Ning communities. Um, but the, the the formal response and the way the registration process and the offer will be conveyed will be happening directly through Ning. So I'll ask Derek to take it from here. Hey, Derek, before you jump in.
0: Steve, uh, one question that I should have asked that I think uh, a a lot of people are going to be interested in is you talked about being engaged with the network creators. So what level of contact have you arranged to have through NING? Uh, Are you, is there a stipulation as to how often you can email or contact the network creators? Do you have access to the members of networks? I'm, I'm I'm assuming these are questions that are coming up. To you, and what's the ready answer to those?
2: So um, we do have uh, we do have those rights. Uh, there is no limitation on them in in terms of uh, in terms of frequency, and any sort of engagement uh, that we were to have. And again, none of that is planned. I just want to restate that. But any sort of engagement that we were to have with members of the community would be would only could only be done with the blessing of the network creator.
0: Okay, so you have uh, an ability to contact the network creators as often as you would like. There's no restriction on that. But you're saying you are either contractually or sort of feel morally obligated not to contact the members directly.
2: Yeah, we uh, any contact that we're that we're uh, going to have with the uh, the members is going to be uh, through the network, you know, through and with the with the support of the network creators.
0: Great. Okay, so Derek, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you can, if you want to kind of frame out what people do, that would be helpful, I think.
1: No worries, Steve. Happy happy to do that. Uh, I believe you actually posted earlier in the chat the actual link to the registration path. Is that correct? Did I see that earlier? I posted
0: two, and I don't know which one it is, but I'll post them both again. Actually, I'll pull them up first and make sure that we know what we're doing
1: here. Okay. While we're just waiting for that to pull up. Oh, there we go. I'll just sort of touch, if I may, upon a couple of things that Steve mentioned. Um, you know, uh, shortly shortly before and, and certainly uh, very much, very quickly after we made uh, our announcements to move to a subscription model, uh, Ning had, had been having a number of conversations with Pearson frankly, on a global level. Uh, and, you know, this was, you know, our, our the Ning Educator uh, group and the vibrant community that exists, you know, certainly was uh, one of the communities and one of the needs that we as a company felt very strongly uh, about was something, uh, something that, that we needed to take an active role. Uh, and it, it was actually something that came together fairly quickly uh, after some initial conversations with Pearson, uh, which we you know, certainly know is, is a leading company, but primarily the reason why uh, Pearson was the ideal fit for this was, was their uh, objectives and primary goals of the, of the program. We made it uh, very clear uh, in all of our discussions with Pearson, and uh, one of the principal reasons that we felt like that they were the best pick was because they, uh, understood that respectfully Ning wanted to only have a partner that understood that uh, the network creator control uh, needed to be paramount uh, within the um, within the communities that 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 we wanted to have sponsorship and participation with uh, and as Steve kind of touched on uh, the the communication that that may or may not take place between uh, Pearson uh, and any of those communities is 100% at the elective right of participation from that network creator. And we think that that's a, that that's a strong value exchange In that certainly the NING creator is you know, the champion of many of those communities and certainly understands the context of those communities. And we wanted to make sure that that person, if something from a communication standpoint was ever offered up as, as valuable from Pearson that that person before they were under any obligation from, from Ning certainly knew that they had the right to determine that for themselves. Uh, and therefore if Pearson has content or has specific offers and communication that they would like to distribute to those communities, that will be 100% controlled by the Ning creator. And we felt like that, that was you know, a really strong fundamental value that Pearson shared with us that made us feel strongly that they were the ideal partner for this. So now that we've kind of got this initial landing page, I believe, up for the group, is that correct, Steve?
0: Yes, the the, the sign-up sheet is up there, and we're getting several people asking how long until they know they've they've applied and they haven't heard back. So you might want to address that right off the bat.
1: Uh, uh, absolutely. So. Uh, As as many of you certainly have alerted us after we made some initial announcements about the partnership, we put the application registration path out uh, as quickly as we could. Uh, And uh, this link shows, you know, what what we believe to be hopefully a a pretty simple and straightforward uh, application process for us to uh, determine uh, and uh, certainly go through and explain that registration and vetting process fairly quickly. But we feel like that this is a, a pretty easy path for somebody to complete and certainly apply. Also with FAQs, et cetera, uh, readily available if you do have questions and, and I'm certainly happy to stay here uh, as long as necessary to, to answer your community's uh, questions. So please uh, feel free to, if I, if I don't touch on one of your questions, feel free to circle back around to that. But you'll see that the form is fairly straightforward, easy drop-down boxes or, or simple, simple questions. It is uh, the partnership and the program is available for North American K through 12 and higher education um, communities. It is for the Ning Mini platform. And one thing I did want to touch on is, you know, we certainly uh, have seen a number of comments and, and questions with regard to, to why Mini. Uh, and what do we what did we know about our Ning educator communities uh, i I'll, I'll speak in in, in some general uh, guidance for you this evening if I may uh, across across the world, Ning has close to eleven thousand uh, educator or education related communities uh, and as we pared that down and, and looked at you know where the bulk of those communities were and where we felt like we could kind of best serve. Uh, From a resource standpoint and a partnership, we really determined that in analyzing and taking a look at the data from those networks and the features and functionalities that those networks uh, offered, we felt like that the largest bulk of those networks were based in North America. They were K-12 and higher ed networks. And and the majority, uh, more than 75% of those networks uh, were, were actually communities that best and most ideally fit within our mini plan offering, which I think, you know, most people sort of associate with kind of two basic features, which is kind of number one is that those communities are 150 members or less uh, and that they actually have sort of a scaled down suite of products versus the plus or what people sort of know today as the, the or the previously traditional Ming network. And uh, we felt like that, that was sort of the best combination of what we could offer in terms of a value proposition to maintain these communities uh, and easily transition existing communities into those, into these plans without having you know, a significant drop off of either the size of your network and or the functionality of your network. We certainly know that there are existing networks that may not necessarily fit into one of those buckets. Uh, or a couple of those buckets and we certainly encourage you to take a look or consider ways that you may be able to uh, modify your network to maybe accomplish that if the economics aren't um, right for you to consider uh, the Ning Plus offering. Uh, but we, uh, we, we did that after careful consideration uh, as a company and, and that decision was, was really not driven by anything uh, from Pearson. It was purely driven by the by the data and, and analysis that, that Ning had put forth around the existing educator base that we had.
0: Derek, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions that you can give fast responses to just because I know they're coming up. Uh, do the communities need to be started in North America and can they include schools participants from non-North America?
1: Uh, the, the <coughs> So I think I heard kind of two things. Number one is, do they have to be started, or do they have to be oriented in North America?
0: Right. So the first question is, I I think the question is, they're doing a global project, and do they qualify as long as the person who started the project's in North America? What what if the project is worldwide, it's not a North American network, but uh, does it have to be started by someone in North America, or just include North American educators?
1: it needs to it, it needs to be uh, it needs to involve north american uh education related activities uh it, it you know i it wouldn't have to uh per se be started by somebody in north america but you know certainly have a diff have difficulty understanding how something could be started by somebody uh, in a country outside of north america and have a general application to north america uh i would say if you have a question about that or if you feel like you're in a gray area, certainly feel free to apply uh, and, and you know the, the, the corresponding teams can vet through that and if there is a specific question or a specific challenge, you can certainly reach out to our teams and we can have a more detailed conversation a, a, about that.
0: Oh, are you- you may want to, you are going to laughingly, you may want to retract that statement about something being started outside of North America and having application in North America because you're going to get immediate pushback. So if somebody wants to have that conversation with you, how do they do that?
1: They can, they can actually contact uh, myself at my email, which is just B-Z-A-B-B-I-A at Ning.com and I will make sure and forward that to the corresponding uh, vetting teams. And to your point, Steve, uh, we, we are certainly not uh, experts in each individual case's uh, needs, and I think that uh, it's the spirit of our partner as well as of NING that we certainly want to uh, to try to understand, you know, any unique characteristics and capabilities that, that might come into play. I mean, the, the program is, is certainly not oriented to uh, try to, do anything, um, you know, to to hamper uh, a, a qualifying network's ability to participate.
0: I think you're going to get some email on this, so I'm really glad it came up because you're giving a, a strong response in the chat. Uh, someone else asked about pre-service teachers, uh, so meaning uh, it n- maybe not specifically K-12, but um, you know, are, are how hard are the boundaries, and can they email you on other things like this as well?
1: The, ter- the terms of, of sponsorship and the terms of uh, the terms and conditions of the program uh, have been outlined and agreed to by both companies. Uh, there, there are certainly different interpretations with regard to, to certain components of that. Again, I would, I would urge them to apply. Uh, and if they did not meet those, we you know can certainly follow up with them about that. Okay,
0: good. So we've got about 25 minutes left, uh, Derek and Steve. I know you're you're. Um, yeah. Both very thoughtful to be here tonight. And I'm concerned that we make sure that all of of specific questions get answered. So I'm just going to start popping out additional specific questions. Uh, I'm hoping that people will raise their hand. It's hard for me to to follow all of the questions in the chat. So definitely raise your hand. You can either take the mic or put your question in at that time. Um, Education.ning.com. Will Pearson take that over?
1: Uh, No, they will not.
0: Okay. um, Archiving the networks. I haven't been able to find an archive button on my networks yet. Is that because it hasn't been rolled out? Uh,
1: That's correct.
0: Good. you are doing a good job answering fast. Uh, If if you don't opt to go through Pearson and you don't opt to pay by August 20th, does your network disappear for good? Uh,
1: I believe that there's a Pretty that there's some pretty detailed responses on that in our general FAQs, uh, because I think that there's um, that there are some specifics around that, and I would encourage you to actually uh, post that on our Neng creators internal blog if you've got some specifics around that. Um, and
0: I, uh, I have some recollection uh, as well that there's some way to bring it back during a certain period
1: of time yeah i, I th- this is one where I, there there are frankly there are so many different types of specifics around this question that that um that that I would probably not be the appropriate person to answer this and i and I would actually just direct you to create the creator's blog
0: okay good so if you have a question for Derek or Steve, feel free to use the hand with the green up arrow. You don't actually have to take the microphone if you don't want. You can just put it back in the chat. But I apologize. Again, the chat's gone by fast enough that I have not gathered the questions. So if there's a question that you had that hasn't been answered, I hope you'll put it back in the chat um, or raise your hand and, and ask the question. So Steve, um, you know, kind of long term, the vision of listening to the audience and getting to know um, Sort of what they're doing with social networking, how they're they're mixing together with each other, um, the you know what kinds of um, things are you are you hoping could come out of a project like this?
2: Well, I mean it's it's uh, the range of learnings from major market trends to specific product ideas that can fill a niche in the market that, uh, that, that, that educators would find useful. Um, I, I, I think, I think uh, ideas, ideas for um, um, uh, just getting a sense of where this, where this industry is going during a time of great change, I think, I think uh, participating in this will be very helpful in us uh, getting a good handle on that. Oh, I, hey, I actually, see, really I also, I, go I, ahead. yeah, I, I'm sorry, you're happy, because I was going to talk about something slightly different, but go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say I agree. John Becker says wrong answer. John, I'm curious as to why you feel that way. But um, Steve, go ahead. And know Dave C has a
2: question when you're ready, and we'll turn the mic over to him. That's that's all right. Go ahead. Let, let's fire away with those questions.
0: Dave, you're live.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Great. Um, I was just wondering if Pearson or Ning would entertain grants. Um, or anything like that for Ning Plus, or, or one of the higher levels for educators, or maybe even have a grant application process or something. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. it was John. Sorry, it's
0: David. You can see on He's raised his hand, towards the top there.
1: Okay, my apologies. Uh. uh Dave, I think that that's, that's something that that uh, you know we'd be happy to kind of take offline with you. Um, you know, there there are a number of different monetization tools that we have recently rolled out that we feel like that we feel like as a company help different meme creators uh, you know develop monetization plans to achieve other levels of service that they may be interested in. Uh, and you know, the, the grants and/or donations is something that um, you know, we are we are certainly uh, exploring as a company overall for all of our networks. Uh, specifically as it relates to this program, you know, I'm happy to uh, to have a conversation with you offline if that's something of interest to you. And also, Steve, one of, a couple of quick things while we were actually just listening to that question that I did get confirmation of. Uh, archiving actually is available and you can actually go to the search functionality within Ning uh, for more details on that.
0: So I went to my networks this afternoon and went into manage and then went to the whatever the additional options spot was that the blog had mentioned where where I would find it and did not find it. So you're saying go to search and search under archive in your network?
1: Uh, yes, actually, actually on uh, Ning, uh, on the search search application for Ning.com.
0: Okay, so go to Ning.com and search because well that that will pull up the instructions, but will it actually pull up the application for your specific network.
1: Uh, we can get you if it's helpful. Actually, we can post those specific instructions directly on. Um, on as an add-on to this most recent post that we made ar- around the program. Uh, if you if you search help dot, help.ning.com for archive my network you should be able to find instructions for that.
0: Okay good and Tammy you're such a, a helper usually uh, would you be willing to raise your hand because it sounds like maybe you've used the archive tool and um, I'm thinking uh, Derek, that it's not uh, proprietary. That the format is some kind of XML format. But Tammy, were you able to get the? Um, were you able to find the archive tool?
1: Yeah, I f- I found it. It it archived with a file extension of JSON. I'm not familiar with it, so it seems like it might be something proprietary. Is that something that you can open outside of the Ning type of tool? Well, that's a great question, Tammy, and, and unfortunately, I don't have a good answer for you. I'm sure that that one of our members of our advocacy team uh, that I can touch base with specifically around details around your question uh, can can follow up directly with you on that.
0: Okay. Yeah. It Steve? looks like. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I, I was going to uh, respond to part of a thread that was um, that that I'm seeing. Um, in response to one of the things that I said. So, you know, we talked about providing value and, uh, and whose benefit is this for and things along those lines. Well, as I said at the beginning, it, really we're not, uh, we definitely want to learn from uh, engaging, engaging with the networks so that we can eventually pro- provide value provide value on your terms. So you know, you're not going to be, in the very, in the beginning of this program, probably for a period of months, if not more, you're not going to hear from us. Because we're going to be in learn and absorb mode. And and to understand the rhythms, to understand the nature of the communication, to understand how value is defined from the perspective of that given network, that given network creator, the members of that network. At such time that we feel like we can add value on, on your terms and help the, help the cause, we'll do so. But we're not going to do so before then. The other thing is, you know, I, I, and, and part of our objective here is, we just we, we feel strongly that this is good, and uh, and and, uh, and 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 in the absence of a sponsor, some really great networks would be disrupted. And, uh, you know, we think that one of the benefits to our sponsorship is just the continuity of, of, of your networks, you know, the ability to keep operating as you have been with really, re- re- with, with, um, you know, without a whole lot of change, without any sort of economic uh, uh, impact to you and, and, and we feel good about the opportunity to do that.
0: So I'm going to express what I think may be a general sentiment, Steve. Um, I think there is a real appreciation of the language that you're using and the the approach that you're taking. Um, I think one of the difficulties of that mini network is that for most people who are running educational networks, the the mini network uh, doesn't exactly fit their needs, whether they're uh, going to exceed the number of members or they're going to have some other, um, the, the need for some other feature that's not included in the mini. I, I, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to take a poll from the audience. So um, for, for those of you who feel like the message from Pearson is one that uh, resonates with you and that their intent here is positive and they're trying to do a good thing, would you click on the green check? So I certainly f- I'm certainly feeling that way. And I want Steve to get that feedback from you, if you are. Now, if you're not, then you obviously you don't have to click on the green check.
1: Okay, Steve, so I while, think- we're, while we're waiting for the results mm-hmm. to come in, I did want to just pass along, actually, while we've been here on the chat, um, I, I did get some updated numbers and actually uh, to date, we have about 2,000 applications that have already been received on the program.
0: And and that would be out of the 11,000 that you are estimating fit into that category?
1: That, that would be actually out of the 7,500 for North America. Okay. Perfect. So and, 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 and although I didn't touch on earlier, I'd be happy to, to wrap up and also tell a little bit more about the vetting process.
0: Perfect. I want to ask, so, so I would say, Steve, that you, the response you're getting here says there's some value in continuing that messaging because it's either not fully being received or you know, there's some reason that people aren't resonating entirely with it. It looks to me like maybe about half of the people said yes. Uh, I'm going to clear that and ask a second poll question, which is, um, do you feel that if you're currently running a mini network that you can use the mini network offering uh, through Pearson? Uh, green check means yes, red X means no, you're going to have to find another solution, either leave NING or pay for a higher level of service.
2: Steve? Steve yes, I, I, I just do want to clarify one thing. It's not through Pearson, okay? This The, 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 the networks that people are going to uh, continue to take advantage of will be through NING. We are we are we, we are uh, pro- uh, providing a sponsorship program that enables those networks to be free, and that's the essence of it. So it's not a program through Pearson. It's not any sort of change of uh, you know change of who your relationship is with. Uh, it's it's really designed to maximize your relationship with Ning and to preserve continuity.
0: I think that's a really good clarification, and I and I think uh, if I've spoken any differently. It's because the two events are taking place at the same time, the transition of NING to the three-tiered platform and then the sponsorship of mini-networks for K-12 in North America by Pearson. So again, apologies if that wasn't clear. So, so Pearson is uh, just providing financial sponsorship for those who, are, who could choose the mini-mini platform. So uh, to me it looks as though, of the educators here, and I'll actually put this poll up on the screen, um, and I think this maybe is going to be helpful both to you, Derek, and Steve. It looks as though uh, more people are saying that they are not going to be able to use the mini network and take advantage, then, of the Pearson sponsorship than we'll be able to. And that may give you some gauges to, you know, to be able to look at the response you're getting and actually put it in the context of... Um what the you know how people are responding to the offerings and then their then their interest in in Pearson actually providing that sponsorship
2: okay so um, uh,
0: we've got about twelve minutes and if i I'm sure I've missed some questions, so please feel free to raise your hand or put the question back in the chat uh, Derek, you wanted to say something more, so let's go back to you
1: yeah, I just wanted to share with uh, with the community here that um The vetting process has been initiated and uh, if you haven't received corresponding communication back that your application has been received and is in process, uh, it should be very forthcoming. Uh, It's the uh, goal of our company to respond to you as quickly as possible and uh, we anticipate that happening uh, certainly within the next couple of weeks well in advance of the August 20th Uh, transition deadline Uh, and you know we would certainly uh, welcome you uh, to reach out to us if you if you haven't heard from us with a corresponding uh, email of notification of of where your application stands today as you can imagine we as I mentioned earlier we've gotten close to 2,000 already and so it's uh, it is a it is a fairly manual task of going in and and basically uh, verifying that uh, the people that have applied are who they say they are uh, and are, are representing themselves accurately. And so uh, we will be going through those very quickly and, and, and have initiated that process already.
0: Is there, we're being asked, are there any limits to the number of mini-networks that a particular creator would have accepted for sponsorship by um, Pearson? None at all so that should be some positive news Um, questions about community college teachers I'm assuming we're talking K-12 here so really they're in a position where like everyone else if there's value to the service the expectations they would pay the regular fee depending on which of the three levels
1: it's K-12 and higher ed so if you're a community college teacher you are certainly eligible to participate
0: okay so I apologize I um, flubbed that one um, so and it, that would also count for then networks of higher ed educators, not just uh, students, uh, not just students, but for professional development activities for those who for are in uh, higher ed. So Kathy Joe uh, sounds I, excited I, about that.
1: I, I did see uh, I did see one question that maybe we, we haven't touched on that I do want to make sure and just be uh, clear on I believe uh, John Becker, if I may uh, had, had asked a couple of questions or asked a, a question with regard to wanting to understand uh, the lurk or stock position and understand uh, why that is uh, there, you know I, I just would want to touch on the fact that uh, as Steve has sort of touched on uh, Pearson, uh, you know, is not going to be initiating member communication. Any communication that may uh, come from Pearson at all will solely be at a network creator level, and only at the elective right of that creator to engage with that content or dialogue. the The purpose of the uh, the, the the profile is actually because, uh, as you can probably guess a large percentage of the networks that have applied uh, and a large percentage of our communities within the educator community are private and therefore for from a legal perspective and for vetting purposes uh, the, the profile is necessary so that we can actually uh, from a NING perspective also uh, review the network and from a legal standpoint make sure that we've checked all the boxes with regard to the individuals in the communities are who they say they are and they're actually uh, upholding the terms of service that they've agreed to with Ning and this is a protection that uh, any brand uh, you know feels is important to them and so it's certainly not for any purposes of lurking or stalking or participating in conversations.
0: Okay, Is that that
1: helpful Steve?
0: I think it's very helpful um, and I'm I, I want to make it clear, also as well, this, this is not having Pearson ads on networks, as a couple of people are thinking it may be. Nor, uh, I, go ahead.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. The, the, the Pearson presence within these communities will be really, from a branding perspective, will be confined to a, a simple branding treatment in the upper left-hand corner of the Ning nav bar that's present on sites today. This will in no way inhibit any of those networks that are currently involved in advertising of their own for their own, you know, you know, raising money or e-commerce practices of their own. This will not involve Pearson getting involved in any display advertising or <clears throat> other advertising from that perspective at all.
0: Okay, and it's also we have to make clear as Steve Ransom asks won't Pearson have access to member profile information, I'm hearing pretty clearly from you that no, they will not have access to member profile information. They
1: they absolutely will not.
0: We've gotten a couple of questions that I have seen throughout the night and and expressed again here by Roxanne about extending the deadline into the school year because of the need for getting school financial support. Have you thought about that at all?
1: Uh, We haven't to date. Uh, but uh, I think that that's something that um, that as a company we kind of have to take a take a look at because we do have an August 20th hard conversion date, uh, and so that's something where we would uh, strongly recommend that if a current educator that has a community wants to apply, that they do so as quickly as they can and express to us what those what those concerns are.
0: So I'm actually going to jump off that question a little because I'm guessing that this is not for a Pearson-sponsored mini-network, but someone saying, I have to convert, I'm going to need to be paying $20 a month or uh, $49.95 a month, and I need to get approval from my school, so it's going to be very hard for me to do that in August. Uh, y-
1: I I think I understand the revised question, Steve. Um, I don't have a good answer for you. What I can tell you is that we would be happy to address that question internally and post that back on the blog related to this article.
0: Okay, good. And uh, I know there were some, I haven't followed closely enough, but I know there were some discounts for buying a, a year at a time early on. Are those still in place?
1: They absolutely are. Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. Okay, so we've
0: only got about five minutes left. Uh, Roxanne, you've raised your hand. I don't know if that was for the earlier question. Um, Please, if you want to, I'm going to give you the mic and you're welcome to ask a question. Otherwise, I want to give both Derek and Steve a chance to kind of wrap up a little and um, give final
1: thoughts. Hi, I, just, I was just curious when you mentioned 11,000 educational communities out of how many total communicator uh, communities does Ning have and I hope that you have some way of measuring the value that our educational communities have had over time and what happens when they can't continue. So Roxanne, I'd be happy to try to adjust that for you. Uh, the 11,000 uh, number that you previously heard me quote uh, is related to the estimated number of global uh, Ning education-related communities. Uh, and this particular program is, is just specific to North America, which would actually be about 7,500 of those communities. Uh, and then to your second question regarding value of the education communities to Ning, we absolutely value them. Uh, we we value them a great deal, uh, and that was one of the preeminent drivers. And uh, the feedback of many people like yourselves expressing that value to us that told us that regardless of uh, the, the the broader Ning business shift, we needed to try to be proactive in working with partners so that we could continue to have. Uh, these valuable communities and these valuable communications continue and that's where we're frankly so thankful that Pearson was able to help up, to step up and help us provide uh, that value to those communities.
0: Steve, any final words from you?
2: Sure. First of all, thanks to everybody for your uh, for your time and consideration. Um, you know, we are really excited about this program. We think uh, we think we're doing something uh, good for the educational community. And I've described what our motivations were at, at the beginning of the call and, uh, and during the call. And ultimately, when it comes to social media, it's less about what you say and more about what you do. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's going to be a matter of um, uh, network creators and uh, members making judgments about. Uh, about the way we, hand, we conduct ourselves in this sponsorship over time, uh, I'm quite confident that that will be um, that, that, that will be favor, favorably viewed. But again, people will need to experience that over time, see what see what we in fact do, and um, and, um, and then you know hopefully uh, they'll be making those judgments. But we're really we're uh, really excited about uh, about this uh, sponsorship and look forward to working with them and with you.
0: So Steve, you're getting some compliments there, uh, both you and Derek, in terms of how you handled it tonight. I, I do think it's, uh, again, it's very interesting how we evolve our thinking and our understanding of things. And we've, a lot of us have waited until this day to really kind of drill down on the changes, because we have the school year and other things going on. But I think it's the combination of the two events, the change in Ning's plan plus the sponsorship from Pearson, that are easy to kind of confuse. And so, I, and I think we've, hopefully we've done a good job tonight sort of separating out that the that the NING change takes place as of tomorrow with a grace period until August 20th, um, and that if you can, as an educator in the K-12 or higher ed market in North America, you can use the mini-NING ne- network that you can then apply to Pearson to have that sponsored by Pearson, which is a very generous act, um, and, and it needs to be applauded for being so. Okay, so uh, I'm going to clap for both of you. Uh, Derek, I do want to give you last uh, last rights to a, a little bit of a wrap up and then uh, let everybody know that we really appreciate your coming tonight. There are probably going to be more questions um, but I do think that in many ways we've addressed some of the most immediate ones
1: Well Steve thank you again we are uh, we are super uh, excited about the program as Steve sort of touched on but uh, as a company Ning is also uh, super excited about the um, mean creators that we have and frankly uh, even though oftentimes not uh, uh, directly you know positive about what we're doing or how we can help you know we really value that feedback that that feedback is super important and all of the things that so many people have mentioned here today uh, I just continue to uh, to tell you that that we're trying to do as a company uh, a number of things to continue to Provide what we feel like is best in best in class uh, social media platforms and experiences for all of our uh, different communities to be able to continue to prosper on, and you know certainly appreciate all the great suggestions that we've had, and you know would welcome you to continue to um, you know use these forums and use the, the blogs that we have to continue to provide us with guidance. Uh, this was you know a, a wonderful. Um, program that Pearson you know, has partnered with us on uh, based on what we're hearing tonight. We certainly are appreciative of all the support that we've received, but we know that there are probably other things that we can do, uh, and we're certainly listening, and uh, uh, we'll continue to take all of those things into consideration.
0: Okay, many thanks to both of you. Next week we're going to talk about alternative social networks, And I think what might also help is next week I'll spend some time talking about the ways in which I've kept networks going. If the main network doesn't work for you, uh, I will describe some cases in which I've helped uh, networks get sponsorship to be able to pay for the higher fees. We did that with Library 2.0 and uh, I'm glad to share that information and encourage people to do the same. And if you have a network that doesn't qualify for the uh, generous sponsorship by Pearson. And it is of value, and you're going to have to shut it down. Please send me an email, steve at hargadon.com, and and let's brainstorm together. Because there are important networks that we just don't want to see go away. Okay, so thanks to Steve. Thanks to Derek. Thanks to you for coming tonight. Uh, We won't have our normal post-show chat tonight, just because I have another obligation. But again, clapping for for both of you for spending the time tonight, uh, and especially Steve for the generosity from Pearson's side uh, Derek, I think everybody understands the need to move to a financial model from Ning's standpoint that doesn't mean there isn't heartbreak, but I think people respect and understand the need to make sure that you're making money. have a great night everybody.
1: take care.